Next to personally trusting Jesus as your own Lord and Savior, one of the greatest blessings of your Christian life is to lead someone else to Jesus. The great news is this. God wants to use you in His ministry. Not just pastors, not just missionaries. God wants to use you to speak to other people. Jesus gave all believers this very directive in Mark 16, 15, where He says, Go into all the world and preach. Go into all the world and tell. Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to everyone. Jesus wants us and Jesus commands us to walk in our eighth cornerstone of faith, participating in the ministry of God. So far, our cornerstones of faith have led us to practice our faith, to prevent sin, to perform God's statutes, purity, praying, pursuing God's will, and perseverance. Today, we're going to be talking about participating in the ministry of God. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15 tells believers to be ready. To be ready to give an answer to anyone about the hope that we have in Jesus. But how do we do it? How do we do that? How in the world are we to do that? Well, today we're going to see four truths from the Word of God that should inspire every Christian to participate in the ministry of God by sharing their faith. To begin with, number one, you need to know that you don't need any special training. Probably the biggest reason that many Christians have not been obedient to the Lord's directive to share their faith is they feel inadequate. Many people think, I'm not qualified to speak for God. He could never use the likes of me. But the truth is this. Once you invite Jesus into your life as your Savior and the Lord of your life, you can begin to tell others about why you have faith in Him. John chapter 9 tells us the story of a blind man whose sight was restored when Jesus touched his eyes. In John chapter 9, I'm going to begin in verse 1. And I want you to follow along, so get your Bibles and follow along with me in John chapter 9 in verse 1. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked Jesus, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither this man or his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Think about it. This man was born blind so that the works of God should be revealed in him. Jesus continues in verse 4, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is still day. The night is coming when no one can work. 
In other words, time is running short. Jesus is coming again, and we need to be about the business of the Lord. Verse 5, Jesus says, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had said these things, he spat on the ground, and he made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which when translated is sent. And so he went, and he washed, and he came back seeing. He came back seeing. Now, after Jesus healed this man and restored his sight, there were many of the religious elite, many of the avid churchgoers that began asking this man complex questions about how his sight was restored and asking about who this Jesus is who supposedly had done it. And the man's response is absolutely classic. In verse 25, the formerly blind man said, One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Though I was blind, now I see. You see, in many ways, you and I are a lot like this formerly blind man. We too were once blinded by the power of sin and by the lies and deception of the enemy. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe and made them unable to see the glorious light of the good news. But praise God, one day he opened my eyes one day he opened your eyes to see our true spiritual need and we responded to the good news message that all people can be forgiven of their sin and become a child of God. We may not understand all of the Bible just yet, but we know more about the gospel, we know more about the good news than many people do. So, that being the case... God wants us to start with what we know. God wants us to start with what we know. Like that blind man, you and I can say to other people, one thing I know, once I was blind, but now I see. You don't need any special training. But here's another truth about participating in the ministry of God. We need to learn to be open to God's leading. Be open to God's leading. In Acts chapter 8, and I want you to go there with me, Acts chapter 8, beginning in verse 26, we find a narrative about Philip, the apostle Philip. And in verse 26, the Bible says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, 
was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. And so Philip ran to him, and he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah, and he said to him, Do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come on up, and he sat with him. The place in the scripture where he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So this eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? And in verse 35, the Bible says, Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus, proclaimed Jesus, told this Ethiopian about Jesus. And now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and he said, I believe, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Wow. That passage of Scripture gives us three powerful principles that we can follow as we participate in the ministry of God by sharing our faith one-on-one, -on -one, mano a mano. Number one, I want you to see that Philip was led by the Spirit. Take a look at verse 29. In verse 29, the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. This principle is the one that makes all the difference when you're sharing your faith. I mean, how does the Spirit lead us? How does the Spirit lead us to share? I mean, with this one, the Spirit was talking to Philip. The Spirit told Philip what to do, and he did it. But how does he lead us? I've never heard the Spirit audibly tell me to do anything. But here's the way he does it. The Spirit often will impress upon us the need to share. The Spirit may burden you with empathy for someone who desperately needs to hear about Jesus. He may just outright compel you to go and talk to somebody about your faith. But the point is this. Like Philip, you and I need to be open. You and I need to be available to what God would have us to do. Philip was led by the Spirit. But also, I want you to see that Philip obeyed God's leading. Look in verse 27. After the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go, look what he did in verse 27. He arose and went. He was told to arise and go. He arose and went. 
Without delay, Philip did exactly what God told him to do. You see, so often, if you and I will let just enough time pass, we can talk ourselves right out of God's will. If we will let just enough time pass, we will talk ourselves right out of doing what God wants us to do. But you remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So when God said go, Philip went. Likewise, friend, you and I need to be on duty. We need to be on duty, prepared, always ready to share our faith when the opportunity arises for one in need. Philip was led by the Spirit, and Philip obeyed God's leading, but he also knew his Bible. Philip knew his Bible. Look in verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth, and look what came out. Beginning at this scripture, he preached Jesus to him. He proclaimed Jesus to him. Philip, first of all, used verses that this Ethiopian was reading, and he did it as a starting point. Used those verses in Isaiah as a starting point, but then he used several other verses to tell him about Jesus. Friend, listen up. Knowing God's word has eternal implications. Knowing God's word has eternal implications. Therefore, it is very important for any Christian who's ready to start participating in the ministry of God to know his or her Bible. But it's so exciting to know that the same God who led Philip that day to share his faith also wants to direct my steps and yours. See, God's not so much looking for ability as he is for availability. He's not looking for someone who's already ready. He's looking to make someone ready to be used for his glory. God's not looking for strong people to be his witnesses as much as he is looking for those through whom he can show his strength to effectively participate in the ministry of God. We've got to realize we don't need any special training. But we also need to realize that we have to be open to God's leading. But thirdly, we need to find out and learn that we need to grasp the gospel's simplicity. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I want you to follow along in this passage because this is powerful. This is powerful. The Apostle Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, Paul writes to these believers... And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech. I did not come with wisdom declaring you to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus and him crucified. I was determined not to tell you anything but Jesus and him crucified. I was with you in weakness. I don't see Paul as being weak. But he says, I was with you in weakness. He says, I was with you in fear. I don't see Paul being fearful. He says, I was with you in much trembling. I don't see Paul that way. But Paul goes on to say in verse 4, And my speech and my preaching 
were not of persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Oh, friend, we need to understand the simplicity of the gospel. In these verses, Paul gives us the very heartbeat, the very heartbeat of God's gospel. God's gospel is the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So as you share, not if you share, but as you share, I want you to keep in mind two points that the apostles demonstrated as they shared their faith. First of all, they remembered the simplicity of the good news. People need to know that they're sinners. People need to know that their sin separates them from their creator God. But they also need to know that Jesus came to bring God and humanity back together. When Jesus died on the cross, the sins of humankind were placed upon him and the penalty of those sins was paid in full, praise God. Three days after that, after he was crucified, he rose from the dead, proving that he was the Son of God and that he had defeated death for all who would trust in him. I don't know about you, but that's pretty simple. That's pretty simple, right? We need to remember the simplicity of the gospel. But the apostles also recognized the strength of the gospel. Although our message is simple, it's also incredibly powerful. Paul wrote, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God at work. The power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. Friend, if you're going to participate in the ministry of God, you've got to remember, there's great strength for life change in this simple message of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. You don't need no special training. You just need to be open to God's leading and grasp the gospel's simplicity. But finally, you need to be willing to share your own story. In order to participate in the ministry of God, you're going to need to hear directly from God in His Word and in personal prayer. But you've also got to be willing to use what God's already given you. Are you hearing me, church? You also have to be willing to use what God's already given you. One incredibly useful tool that we all have in our ministry toolbox is our three-minute redemption story. You know the story of how you came to personally know Jesus Christ. Did you know that the Apostle Paul used his redemption story one day? He used his redemption story to tell the king, to tell King Agrippa. In, in Acts 26, we see how Paul participated in the ministry of God by explaining how he had come to faith in Jesus Christ. First of all, Paul shared who he was before Christ. Go with me to Acts chapter 26 and in verse 4 and listen to what Paul said to the king. My manner of life, in verse 4, my manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem, 
all the Jews know. They knew me from the first, if they were willing to testify, that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. So Paul begins by telling the king, Hey, king, I lived as an absolute strict Pharisee. My mama was a Jew. My daddy was a Jew. My grandfather, my grandmother was a Jew. I was an avid churchgoer. I went to church every time the, dirt, the doors were open. I lived a strict life of religion. But we've said before, what Jesus saves, Jesus changes. And it always helps other people come to Christ when they can hear how you and I were changed. Paul was changed from this person so involved in religion to a person who operated out of faith. You and I can help others when they hear about how we were changed. Changed from our former life. Changed from our former attitudes. We're not trying to give the devil credit for a sinful life here. No, we're just trying to share a few moments, perhaps about our upbringing, just like Paul did. Share a few moments of our upbringing, perhaps a few of your mistakes in life, because that's what helps believers relate to you. It helps believers relate, and then maybe they'll be more open to what you have to say. So Paul shared who he was before. He came to Christ. But next, Paul shared how he came to Christ. In Acts 26 and verse 12, listen to what Paul said to the king. While thus occupied, while I was being the Pharisee of Pharisees, while I was living in the strictest sect of religion, while thus occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king... In the middle of the day, on a bright sunny day, O king, along the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Is it, it is hard for you to kick against the goads. In other words, it's hard for you to fight against my will. And so I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand to your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you minister and a witness of both things that you have seen and things that I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send to you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, to turn them from the power of Satan to the power of God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and receive an inheritance among those who are sanctified, Jesus said, by faith in me. You see, not only are we to tell folks about how we were before we came to Christ, we need to tell people what happens when you come to Christ. It's always a little bit different. It varies from person to person. 
Maybe you came to Christ at a revival. Maybe you came to Jesus at a youth camp or at vacation Bible school or a Sunday morning service. Maybe your parents led you to Christ. Maybe you came to Christ while you were on your knees in the pit of despair. Whichever way you came, whichever way you came to Jesus, it's extremely relevant. It's relevant and it's worthy of sharing. So Paul shared who he was before Christ. He shared how he came to Christ. But then finally, Paul shared his life after he was saved. Same chapter there in Acts 26, beginning in verse 19. Paul says, Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to this heavenly vision, but I declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout the region of Judea and then to the Gentiles, listen up, that they should repent, that they should turn from their sins, turn to God and do works befitting repentance. For these reasons, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand, listen up, witnessing to both the small and to the great, witnessing to the paupers and to the kings, saying no other things than those which the prophet and Moses said would come, that the Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Now, friend, listen up. This is the good part. This is the good part. This is the part that will really capture someone's attention. You see, a question that most people ask when they don't know the Lord is why? Why should I come to Christ? Why should I trust Jesus? Well, it always helps when they can hear and see the changes that Jesus has made in your life. Are you living with joy? Are you living your Christian life with joy, both knowing and showing that when your days are done here, that you're going to be in heaven with God for all eternity? Are you living that kind of life? Do people see in you a new heart for other people? Do, do people see in you someone who is now vitally concerned for the eternity of those who have not yet placed their faith in Christ? Do people see you being the hands and the feet, the heart and the voice of Jesus in a world that's hurting and broken by sin? You see, that's what Jesus came for. That's what Jesus does for people. He's offered us a way to be forgiven of every wrong that we've ever committed or ever will commit. He's provided us a way to be in heaven with Father God for all eternity. And he's changes, causes change from a self-centered heart to an others-centered heart. And he's given all of us a burden for lost people. But you want to know the real good news? Here's the good news of the whole message. Are you ready? Every believer, 
Every single believer has a testimony. Every single believer has a three-minute redemption story. Now, some may have a more dramatic story than others. I mean, Paul was basically a murderer and a, and a, a persecutor of Christians before he came to Jesus. But regardless of how incredible your testimony may seem, your personal redemption story will help you to find common ground with an unbeliever. We all have a three-minute redemption story. So friend, as we conclude this morning, let's take a moment. Let's take a deep breath. And re let's really think about a few things. What changes have taken place now that you're a Christian? Is it only that you go to church and life groups? Is it only that you pray now? Is it only that you've stopped cussing? I mean, what difference has Jesus Christ made in your life? I mean, if Jesus has produced no changes in your life, would you agree with me that you don't really have a relationship with him? Maybe today is the day to make that right. Maybe today is the day to establish a redemption story of your own. Maybe today is the day that you as a Christian, as a believer, as a child of God, begin participating in the ministry of God. How? By using what the good Lord gave you. Using your redemption story for His glory. Amen? Using what the good Lord gave you. I pray that as you have seen examples in Scripture, that you too will desire to use your redemption story to participate in the ministry of God. Listen, it doesn't require any special training. You just got to learn to follow God's leading. You just got to make sure that you use your own story. He's given you your story for a very special reason. Someone out there needs to hear your story. We stand ready to help you any way we can. All you have to do is call. We'll make it work. If you've never come to Christ, maybe today's your day. I pray that today, as I pray, you will allow Jesus to permeate your heart and that you'll give your life to him. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you so much for wanting us so bad. Wanting a relationship with us so bad that you would give your only begotten son to, to, to die a criminal's death and be buried in a criminal's grave only to be gloriously resurrected three days later. Father, I praise you and thank you so much for the simple gospel. 
And Lord, I pray that if there's one out there today that has not placed his faith, placed her trust in the simple gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus came to earth, lived a sinless life, died a criminal's death, was buried in a grave, but was raised three days later. If they can believe that, and that, that Jesus did it for them, they can be saved. Lord, for the Christian who has not yet been participating in the ministry of God, Lord, I pray that today's their day. And I can't think of a better way than to begin by using what the good Lord gave us, our three-minute redemption story. So, Father, you speak to the hearts and the souls and the, the minds of everybody that's listening this morning. And, Father, if they need help, if they need guidance, if they need direction, Lord, I pray they'd call. Lord, we love you today. We thank you for first loving us and demonstrating your love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we pray this prayer in his name. Amen.